0: The America's National Parks Podcast is brought to you by L.L. Bean, your source for warm, cozy styles this fall. For 108 years, L.L. Bean has staked their reputation on making comfortable clothing and gear to help you enjoy the healthy benefits of being outside. From legendary Maine-made boots to layers that are just the right weight to flannel shirts that out-cozy all others. Find joy in the tried and true. Visit llbean.com to find a store or shop now. L.L. Bean, Be an Outsider. Shortly after midnight on June 12, 1963, civil rights activist Medgar Evers was assassinated in the carport of the home that he shared with his wife, Merley and their three young children in Jackson, Mississippi. His death, the first murder of a nationally significant leader of the American Civil Rights Movement, heightened public awareness of civil rights issues and became a catalyst for the passage of the Civil Rights Act of 1964. I'm Jason Epperson, and today on America's National Parks, our newest National Park Service unit, the Medgar and Murley Evers Home National Monument in Jackson, Mississippi. There are too many tragic heroes and martyrs of the civil rights movement to count, but Medgar Evers is surely near the top of the list. Medgar and Murley Evers were partners in the civil rights struggle. Named the first field secretary for the National Association for the Advancement of Colored People in Mississippi in 1955, Medgar Evers was the public face of the organization. He helped African-Americans register to vote, promoted school desegregation, and investigated racially motivated murders. Murley Evers worked behind the scenes, running the NAACP field office and providing personal and logistical support for her husband and other civil rights workers. Their efforts came at a time when white supremacists, state and local governments, as well as individuals, used everything from economic intimidation to lynching to punish those who challenged segregation or advocated for political and social rights. With Medgar Evers' story. Here's Abigail Trebue.
1: Medgar Wiley Evers was born on July 2, 1925, in Decatur, Mississippi, the third of five children who all walked 12 miles a day to attend segregated schools. Evers fought in the Battle of Normandy and attained the rank of sergeant. After the war, Evers enrolled in Alcorn Agricultural and Mechanical College, now Alcorn State University, majoring in business administration. He competed on the debate, football and track teams, sang in the choir, and was junior class president. He earned his Bachelor of Arts after he married classmate Murley Beasley on Christmas Eve 1951. The couple moved to Mound Bayou, Mississippi, a town developed by African Americans, where Medgar Evers became a life insurance salesman and quickly became involved in activism. He was president of the Regional Council of Negro Leadership, who organized a boycott of gasoline stations that denied black people the use of restrooms. In 1954, following the U.S. Supreme Court decision that declared segregated public schools unconstitutional, Evers applied to the state supported University of Mississippi Law School. But his application was rejected because of his race. He submitted his application as part of a test case by the NAACP who quickly named him the first field secretary of Mississippi. He helped organize boycotts and set up new local chapters. He worked to integrate Jackson's privately owned buses and public parks, along with the county schools and the Mississippi State Fair he publicly investigated the 1955 lynching of Chicago teenager Emmett Till in Mississippi. His prominent position with the NAACP and his civil rights leadership made him a target of white supremacists. Two attempts were made on his life in 1963. On May 28th, a Molotov cocktail was thrown into the carport of his home. On June 7th, Evers was nearly run down by a car after he came out of the NAACP office in Jackson. Medgar and Miley Evers had to train their three children on what to do in case of a shooting, bombing, or another kind of attack on their lives. They taught them how to crawl infantry style on the floor to the bathroom if they heard strange noises. Medgar was regularly escorted home by at least two FBI cars and one police car due to the many threats on his life. But in the early morning hours of June 12, 1963, just hours after President Kennedy's nationally televised civil rights address, Evers came home with no escort. For reasons unspecified by the FBI or local police. His family had worried about his safety that day, and Evers himself had warned his wife that he felt in greater danger than usual. When he arrived home, his family was waiting for him, and his children exclaimed to their mother that he had arrived. Emerging from his car and carrying NAACP t-shirts that read, Jim Crow must go, Medgar Evers was struck in the back with a bullet that passed through his heart. He staggered 30 feet before collapsing outside his front door. Murley opened the door to find him lying in the entryway. He was taken to the local hospital in Jackson, where he was initially refused entry because of his race, until his family explained who he was. He would be the first African American to be admitted to an all-white hospital in Mississippi. He died 50 minutes later. He was only 37 years old. Medgar Evers was mourned nationally and buried on June 19th in Arlington National Cemetery, where he received full military honors before a crowd of more than 3,000. After Evers was assassinated, 5,000 people marched from the Masonic Temple on Lynch Street to the Collins Funeral Home on North Ferris Street in Jackson. Alan Johnson, the Reverend Martin Luther King Jr., and other civil rights leaders led the procession. The Mississippi State Police supervised the peaceful march with riot gear and rifles. Byron Dela Beckworth, a fertilizer salesman and member of the White Citizens Council and later of the Ku Klux Klan, was arrested for Evers' murder. District Attorney and future Governor Bill Waller prosecuted the case. Two separate, all white juries deadlocked on Dela Beckworth's guilt and failed to reach a verdict. In 1994, Dela Beckwith was prosecuted by the state based on new evidence and was convicted of murder on February 5, 1994, three decades following the killing. Merle Evers became a noted activist in her own right, eventually serving as national chairperson of the NAACP. Medgar's brother, Charles, returned to Jackson in July 1963 and served briefly with the NAACP in his slain brother's place. He remained involved in Mississippi civil rights activities for many years and in 1969 was the first African-American mayor elected in the state. He died on July 22, 2020.
0: On Thursday, December 10th, the Department of the Interior announced the home of Medgar and Murley Evers as the 423rd unit of the National Park Service. The modest, teal, three-bedroom ranch can be found on 0.15 acres at 2332 Margaret W. Alexander Drive in Jackson, Mississippi. The home links the couple's work to a tangible place. Civil rights work was all-consuming, and the house was an extension of the NAACP office. The couple hosted civil rights workers, sheltered those threatened by white supremacists, endured death threats that arrived by telephone and mail, and lived with constant danger, even as they raised three children. Built in 1956, the houses in Jackson's Elraine Subdivision, the first post-World War II subdivision created for middle-class African Americans in Mississippi, to enhance security, the couple chose to forego a front door in favor of a side entrance sheltered by a carport. They placed furniture in front of the windows to block gunfire in case of an attack. The property was acquired from Tougaloo College in June and will be managed and operated by the National Park Service. While the home is not currently open to public tours, in the coming months the Park Service will work with partners in the community to develop plans to accommodate visitors. This episode of America's National Parks was hosted by me, Jason Epperson, with narration by Abigail Trebu. If you enjoyed the show, we'd love a five-star review wherever you listen to podcasts. Don't forget to subscribe and follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Just search National Park Podcast. You can also join our America's National Parks Facebook group. For more great American destinations, give us a listen at the See America podcast. And if you're interested in RV travel, find us at the RV Miles podcast. You can also follow Abigail and me as we travel the country with our three boys all over social media as our wandering family. Today's show was sponsored by L.L. Bean. Follow the hashtag BeAnOutsider and visit llbean.com to find great gear for exploring the national parks.